Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. But our second reading this morning is from uh, the prophet Isaiah, chapter 35, uh, verses 1 to 10. So hear now the word of the Lord. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall bloom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are fearful of heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. He will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will save you. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For water shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp and the, tall, and the grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come up on it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, we ask that as your word is read and as it is proclaimed, that the meditations of our hearts and minds be accepting and pleasing to you. And we ask that as we dwell on these holy words, that your spirit may dwell among us, that they may open our hearts and minds, O God, to see how you are calling and how you are speaking to us still today. Amen. Be strong. Do not fear. Here is your God. These are words we hear from the prophet Isaiah in this morning's reading. But how can we help it but not be fearful? Because isn't it natural for us to be fearful? There is so much for us to worry about. So much for us to process as we make our way through life. Not only is it the little things, you know, those little things that have been gnawing at our ankles, But it's also the big things that make it feel as though we cannot breathe. And the times that when we are given a false glimpse of rest, 
when something else then enters in to the picture. How can we not fear when we come face to face with all of the above? Because certainly that is overwhelming. But that is what the prophet tells us this morning. He tells us not to fear. And not only are we told to cast aside our fears, but we are also told to look ahead with joy at the coming of the promises of God's glory. There's a, a short animated video that I saw recently uh, that was titled Mr. Indifferent uh, that was done by someone uh, named Fayez. This short animated piece is pretty straightforward as it tells the story of Mr. Indifferent, a man who goes around uh, his days with his hands stuck in his pocket all day. We see in the morning as he waits in the elevator, hands in pocket, as someone rushes towards them to catch it, and instead of holding the door, he just lets it shut. <laughs> Going for a stroll, Mr. Indifferent comes across a child holding a balloon, and as she sneezes, the balloon flies away. And again, instead of making an attempt to catch the balloon, he keeps walking hands in his pocket. He also walks along the, the street to a, to a place where there's a grocery store. And he sees a man there loading his groceries into his car, and the cart then rolls away. But Mr. Indifferent, being who he is, walking with his hands in his pocket, steps aside and lets the cart roll away. Finally, then, also, he comes across a booth that is looking for volunteers for a charity with a sign that says, never miss an opportunity to put a smile on someone's face. But he keeps on walking. There's a pattern, in case you haven't noticed it. But that pattern is broken when he reaches a crosswalk and an older woman grabs him by the arm. Mr. Indifference taken aback a little bit by the older woman who seems to cling on to his arm, but begins to cross the street with her as the light changes. As you can imagine, though, in some cartoonish animated way, the, the older woman moves at a snail's pace, literally one step uh, at a time. They've barely made it across the street when the light starts to flash. Meanwhile, we're shown a car speeding down the street, and as it heads towards the man and the older woman, it looks like the car is about to hit them. But all of a sudden, Mr. Indifferent raises his hand to make a stopping signal. Screeching to a halt, the car comes to a stop just in time, and they cross the street. Later on that day, we see Mr. Indifferent arriving back at his home, but he's changed. He's caught a glimpse of something that has filled his heart in a new way. So the next day, we see him going through the same routine, but this time he stops and helps everyone he ignored before. He holds the elevator, he catches the balloon, he stops the shopping cart, he volunteers at the booth that he walked by the day before. The swirl of isolation and gloominess appears to have faded away. And what we find is that there's a person who's found a new joy and purpose in life. We find at times that we are like Mr. Indifferent, walking around with our hands in our pocket. Maybe not because we want to, 
but sometimes it's because we think it's the only thing we can do. I don't know about you, but it sometimes feels like we as a whole are on some kind of emotional tipping point. With everything that goes on on our lives, the things that happen on a daily basis, with the situation we currently find ourselves in, I think we run the risk of becoming numb, and dare I say, indifferent. We can't even talk about self-care without being told that this is right and this is wrong. You're not taking care of yourself the way you should be. When we are hurting, when we are tired, we need a place to rest. Because there is only so much we can do before we feel like we have nothing else to give. It's hard when the injustices, the pain, the multitude of other things that still go on, it's hard when those things still happen and it seems like the work that we've done doesn't seem to have made any kind of impact. How can it be then that the crocus blossoms in the desert? How can it be that even the fool, the fool, I'm sure you can imagine someone or something, How can it be that even the fool is set on a path that they cannot be led astray? Folks, I think we are at a significant moral crossroads here. And what I mean by that is I think we've forgotten what it means to carry joy in our lives. And when I say joy, I don't mean happiness. I don't mean happiness. I think sometimes we combine joy and happiness together, but I'm talking about that inner joy, that joy that comes from you being at peace with who you are, that joy of you feeling like you are full, that you are satisfied knowing that you are enough. Sometimes, though, I feel like we've forgotten what it means to carry that kind of joy in our lives in a way that is meaningful, a way that brings life and not death. We see this happening all around us, a loss of joy that comes from inside us, that gives us peace, what makes us feel whole. And if you don't think we've lost what it means to carry joy, then look around. Because what goes on through the mind of someone who decides to pick up a gun and target a Jewish market in Jersey City? What makes someone hate another so much that they feel they have no choice but to resort to violence? That is what we are up against. That is what we need to counter in order to be bearers of life and not death. But we can't go out and accomplish that task unless we find the joy within ourselves. Or should I say, until we reclaim the joy within ourselves. To cultivate it, to become that unyielding force that drives us. Because not only do we have a responsibility to spread the joy that comes from God, but we also need to tend to our own hearts as well. So that we can be faithful stewards of that joy. As we continue on in this season of Advent, we find that we arrive at this Sunday which talks about joy. And while it may seem hard to see such joy, it is there. Joy is there. You see, that joy is in you. 
It's inside each and every one of you. It's in you, it's in me, it's in everyone who is willing to work towards making a world where justice, love, peace, and compassion rules our hearts and minds. And while I certainly give thanks for the officers, for first responders who quickly responded to that terrible tragedy in Jersey City, and while I lift up prayers for those who died, my greatest prayer is that we act, not speak. So perhaps then we need to go out and love. Love yourselves. Love yourselves so that your heart is full. Love your neighbor as yourselves. And love so much that your heart, that your heart then is radically changed. So that hate and malice have no place to dwell there. Because that is when we will be one step closer. That is when together we will make a step towards making the words of the prophet Isaiah a reality. In the here and in the now. And that is something that we should look towards as giving us hope. As we renew within our hearts the inner peace that roots us to the things that truly matter. You see, there is a longing for justice. A longing for God's terribly just recompense. And the cries of our weary souls join the choir of those who seek fulfillment of these ancient promises for healing and wholeness. The people who are in exile in a land that was not their own looked to these words of the prophet as well as a sign of what would be to come. But the words of the prophet are much more than just a sign of what is to be. They are also words of what could be now. Words that call us out to seek fulfillment of peace, of love, and hope, and joy in our very midst. That's the thing about prophecies. We often imagine that prophecies are something that occur and that they will be fulfilled in some far-off distant time. But that's not the case. Of course, God will, at some point, grant justice to those who have been treated unjustly. And God will wipe the tears from the eyes of those who mourn, and God will take care of everything else. But that doesn't mean we can't do anything right now. There is a holy joy that lies underneath our own exile, our own wandering in the wilderness. And that joy comes in knowing that God will burst into, into the picture whether we know it or not. As the psalmist once said, joy cometh in the morning. And let me tell you, joy does come in the morning. In the haze that is the chaos of our lives, in the midst of our tears and our cries for justice, God will see to it that joy arrives. It can arrive in something small, in a hug, a smile, kind words of affirmation. It can come in the form of high school students from Brewster giving out pajamas to children who need them. The joy that we are promised, the joy that is here, arrives when we take into account that all we have to do is take our hands 
out of our pockets and act. So let the season of Advent allow us to find joy this season, to rekindle it within our hearts. For as the prophet said, do not be afraid, for the Lord will come with just recompense. And God will come so that springs break forth out of dry places to quench our thirst and make our paths clear and safe. May we discover that joy, or may we rediscover that joy. Because it may be closer than we think. All we might have to do is make that first move out of trust and faith. Because joy cometh in the morning. Amen. Thanks again for listening. And we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.